Hey everybody, welcome to 1200XL. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Kangaroo. Yeah. Now, where do you stand on that timey Kangaroo Down Sport song? Like it. I like it. I like kangaroos as animals. You know, we went to that crazy uh, drive-through uh, zoo a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Remember I told you yeah, about that? Yeah, over in Whitfield, right? It's somewhere in Virginia, man. I don't know. So we're there. And, of course, there's part of it. There's an actual zoo. You get out and walk around. And so there's kangaroos at this zoo, a ton of them, right? They're milling around, you know? And I take the kid, I'm like, look at this, there's kangaroos here. The kangaroos aren't doing much. And the kid's like, eh, you know, eh, not that. And there's a path, you walk through the kangaroo sanctuary, and there's fenced off, and then there's another smaller kangaroo sanctuary off to the side, all right? So we walk through the kangaroo sanctuary, we go on and do some other crap. Well, there's this huge, hideous, storm of doom that comes moving through Virginia, right? Mm. This is one of those killer storms. So we see it coming and we're like, oh crap, we got to get to the car. We're going to get murdered by this storm. So we're rolling through the kangaroo habitat. The kangaroos see the storm coming. They're not screwing around. These suckers are jumping from one habitat. They're jumping over the fence, over the path for people and over the other fence into the other habitat. Are they allowed to do These that? <laughs> Who's going to stop them? It's true. They're freaking. That's natural. These suckers can jump. You know, when you see cartoons, you're like, the can't, the, the things are kind of hopping along. You're mm. like, eh, you know. No, that, that you're not doing them justice. These suckers have leg strength to beat the band because these things ain't small, man. They're huge. Oh, yeah. They can go. And so you know how they've got uh, uh, the big the gimmick where kangaroo boxes a dude? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You ever seen that? Yeah, you know, yeah. Trying to box Listen. Man has no chance against kangaroo. No. And if these things kick you, God help you. They'll knock you from here to Sunday. Bad move. But the kangaroos are cool looking. I really dug them. We don't have that many here in the States, just in zoos. But I I, I watched a video the other day from Australia where this dude was sitting in his house and a kangaroo came up to his back deck and was trying to get in. It was kicking the door and crap. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, well, it, 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 it's it's funny because we we view kangaroos as like these super mega exotic animals, and I guess in yeah. in certain parts of Australia they're as common as like deer are here. So pretty crazy. You know, Australia, I got to give those people props. You know, because they live in a land filled with kangaroos and spiders the size of like a hubcap. They suck, and they've got all these killer. Everything's going to kill you over there, man. Listen. What the hell are we doing there? We need to get. We need to move out of there. That should just be a huge island zoo, like Jurassic Park. Right. You know, that man well. was not meant to live there. <laughs> I feel bad. That, you know, the toughest suckers on earth must live down in Australia. You know, that's right. That's listen, right. When a when a when a spider right that is big enough that it could cover your whole head like a brain sucker comes rolling into town, I'm gone. Yeah. You know, I want suckers. You can stomp them with a shoe. That's it. Anything bigger than that, I'm out. I, I don't like spiders. I don't like weird lizards. They got manny lizards over there. You know, we don't need that. And no good. But yeah, the kangaroo is a, is a cool creature. And it was, and so when they made the transition into video games, eh, this was probably their biggest success, right? Because there were other kangaroo games that haven't done so well. Yeah. I, I think there, this is this has got to be the biggest kangaroo-based game of all time. Wasn't there? Wasn't there? A, what was it? Chaos the kangaroo? Wasn't that a game? That was a game. The, yeah, I don't. That was on the. That was a, the newer game, right? That was something that was like a PlayStation One era thing, right? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was like one of those mascot games. Mm -hmm. You know, they they ever had to have I, this game here uh, pits kangaroos against monkeys, right? right? Now, are there monkeys in Australia, Boat? 
Boy, I don't think so. I mean, I've never. Well, I don't want to say. Come in, Chad. Yeah. Help us out here. If there are monkeys, I don't think there are monkeys down there. Yeah, you, so you don't you, really hear about monkeys being down there, but I'm not going to say that there aren't. If let's say there were, right? Okay. Now this 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 game pits monkeys against kangaroos. Who do you got? If you had to, if you had a bunch of monkeys and a couple kangaroos, who do you got? Well, this is this is one of those like, would you rather go up against like a million tiny horses or one horse the size of a barn? It's one of those you know arguments. It's the classic. I've never heard that. The classic I've argument. I've never heard that argument in my life. <laughs> a million tiny horses versus one horse the size of a barn. Where'd that argument come from? Well, which it had to be from Kentucky. <laughs> the only place that horse arguments to come from. <laughs> It's the stupidest thing. A horse the size of a barn? Who's cleaning up after that horse? Take hey, care of its, it's one of life's existential questions. It's like, what is the sound of one hand clapping? <laughs> Let's talk about kangaroo, Aaron. Yeah, we better move right on to the game here. So, you know, this is a classic arcade game, boat. Now, actually, I got to ask you ahead of time. Uh, did you play this in the arcade? Have you ever played this in an actual arcade machine? I boat? have never seen this in the arcade. However, if you look behind me... I have uh, the uh, the marquee here on the uh, on the shelf there, so I, which it's it's a cool looking marquee for sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. So this this game got released in the arcade in '82. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, this is some kind of uh, Donkey Kong kangaroo ripoff. Well, you're sort of right. Uh, uh, it there has some similarity. You know, everything gets compared. You ever notice everything gets compared to Donkey Kong boat? Everything. If there's a ladder and it's some jumping, it's a it's a Donkey Kong clone. Yeah. Well, that's not fair, is it? I don't and, think and this so. Game, much like you know this, I look at this game and it's sort of the same way. I look at like a Poo Yan. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy game from the early '80s that sort of hasn't really been redone. Uh, I don't know. This game, would you say this is more or less popular than Poo Yan Boat in terms of in terms of overall historical sense? Um, I would say that Poo Yan is more popular solely based on the amount of ports that Poo Yan got. This game was um, not released on nearly as many uh, consoles gonna, and computers. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there, Boat. So now get this, Boat. This came out in '83. Published now. This is real bizarre, Boat. I don't know if you looked into this. This was published under the APX. Uh, publishing, which normally that's the Atari Program Exchange, normally reserved for like uh, uh, like homebrew right. type stuff. You know I, how why this game was released under the Apex, I find odd. Well, it's it's uh, sort of a weird thing because this in itself is a port of the 5200 version. It's it's identical. It's functionally identical to the 5200 yeah. version. It's a real weird chain of events that would cause Atari to who in turn, you know, okay, let's go back to the beginning. So yes. this is not an Atari game. This was, this was a Sun computer uh, game out of Japan. This is the company that yeah. later became Sunsoft. Okay, so when they really, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah so when cool. they when they released this game in the for in the states, they contracted Atari to to release it, just like Taito did with Midway and Space Invaders and all that stuff. So in turn, when Atari wanted to port this to their systems, they didn't develop this internally. They subcontracted out to GCC to do the mm -hmm. 5200 version. And then instead of paying somebody, you know, big bucks to release an Atari 8-bit version, they just got somebody to, I guarantee you the guys that wrote for APX, they were not getting huge dollars compared to, you know, a, a staff programmer for Atari. So they got yeah. one of those guys made a clone of the 5200 version, which I mean, under the hood, the 5200 and the Atari 8-bit computers are very are very similar. So anyway, this is this is an APX title of a GCC port of an Atari release of a Sunsoft programmed game.
I can even elaborate further, Bo, okay? Because everything you said that was gold. You're correct, Amundo. According to my research. So, and by the way, I want to mention that GCC, uh, if they sound familiar to you, they were the people that it, that uh, originally made Mrs. Pac-Man as a clone of Pac-Man. They were one of the people that Atari was going to sue into the Stone Age, and, and they were like, "Wait a minute, this is great. Let's bring these guys on board." And so they were actually one of Atari's. Uh, they had well, go to, I guess, software houses for stuff. They were responsible for, among other things, they did uh, food fight and real sports tennis. So they were they were doing some titles. Okay. They did those. Okay. They did those for the eight bits. They did food fight. Did you know there was a food fight for the eight bits? I, I didn't did. Know there was one. Well, it's always hard uh, to tell because you know when I play so many games off my my SD card or my 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 flash card, and I'm never sure if these are commercially released games or just ports of 5200 versions. So they had, right, I, right, food right. fight got a legit commercial release for the Atari eight bit. You're saying. Yeah, the uh, yeah, that's what, according okay. to what I found. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. I knew about the uh, the uh, XEG, you know, over the seventy eight hundred mm-hmm. version, but I didn't know the eight bits got a got a version of it. So, anyway, they call up GCC. You got all that right. So this is from the guy that programmed the game. Uh, the the game was programmed by a guy named J- James uh, Lederman. Uh, he's responsible. Actually, he's responsible for some real bad games. <laughs> he did. He was he was one of the guys that headed up the pro, the Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks game. Oh my god! That on the PlayStation, you know, I I liked Mortal Kombat, but this game was just absolute crap. Was this when they was this when they took the Mortal Kombat franchise and they made it into like a third person action game? That's right. That's no yeah, good. And it was, you can't do it that. It was a disaster. He also did, now get this. This is I love this boat. He was behind a bunch of ports to the FM towns. You know I'm a, you know I, my ARG is showing here, but we covered the FM towns. This guy did uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis for the FM Towns. He did Monkey Island one and two for the FM Towns. He did Loom and he did uh, Zach McCracken. He was he was behind all those getting ported to the FM Towns. So he this guy was a pretty good programmer. But according to him, this is his words, not mine. This is directly from him. Uh, General Computer was contracted to only do a 5200 version of this game uh, when he was at Atari. He had written a reverse disassembler that converted binary files back into source code, and he'd also written some documentation for it. And so, he w- basically what they did was they took that disassembler and they ran this game through it, and that's how they got the eight-bit version. Wow! <laughs> they took the fifty-two hundred version and stuck it through there. Now he says they did. They published it with no credit to him, as he and he says he that's what he requested. And so he said, essentially, this was an internal hack. Again, his words, not mine. He said his had red strawberries while the 8-bit one had purplish red or some non-red color. Now, I can even elaborate further on the strawberry color. If you play this in PAL mode, you get the proper coloring. If you play it in NTSC, you get the off-colored vegetable, mm. like strawberries, mm. uh, allegedly. I didn't bother to... I didn't load this up in PAL mode, but that there's your color difference. So basically... This is an internal Atari disassemblage of the 5200 version reassembled to play on the 8-bit. Bizarre. Yeah. So that is a lot, it's a lot of craziness. So let's get on to the actual uh, game itself. Now, this game didn't get it. You're right. This didn't get a ton of ports, uh, Boaster. Uh, this was only out in the Atari 2600 and the Atari 5200 and the arcade version. 
I've played the 2600 versions. It's not too bad. Listen, I mean, man, I it, actually, you know, the the, the, the 2600 version looks not great, you know, obviously. No. I mean, but yeah, I, I think that it, it actually plays it plays just as well as the uh, the Atari 8-bit version. I was really impressed that they managed to get all of the sound in there. They've got all yeah. the little tunes that play, so it's not a bad version. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, this, again, this is released with the APX license. Again, the Atari Program Exchange. And this is apparently pretty rare, but I've got a bunch of APX stuff, as you know, I've gotten at all yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And, but this is not one of them. This is, uh, according to uh, uh, Atari Mania, this thing has a rarity rating of 8 out of 10, which is, that's pretty rare. So I'm guessing they didn't move too many of these. It's, I don't think this was ever released on cartridge. As far as I know, it's only released on the disc there was, version. There was the a prototype version of this that exists. Um, I, I I managed to find a very grainy picture of the cart. Oh yeah, um, wow. And, uh, but uh, it was it's just a prototype. So, um, I will say I've got a little list of differences between the eight. But did you did you trust the fifty two hundred boat? I had to ask. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I played this yeah, on the fifty two hundred. It plays. Ex I mean, did you find any differences at all between the fifty two hundred and the eight bit version? No. Now, and, and the prototype cartridge you're talking about, the the uh, it only works on early systems. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it has a released version. It says, it says copyright nineteen eighty two. The prototypes is eighty eighty three. Uh, the title screen jumps to advanced difficulty on the disc release. I did notice that. Right. Uh, the the disc release has a demo di version, which I did. I noticed that too. I didn't play the cart version. I just I know this from playing the disc version. Mm -hmm. um, so all that craziness aside, what is this game? You play a mama kangaroo, and your goal is to uh, uh, rescue your baby from the evil jerk monkeys who have kidnapped the baby for for whatever reason. I don't know what why they would do that. And on the first screen and subsequent screens, uh, you, your baby is at the top uh, of the uh, of the screen or wherever, and they're blindfolded, mm -hmm. which <laughs> it actually makes... The, I like the blindfold alone makes it more horrific yeah. that they've taken this baby hostage. And you're and you're of course you're the mama kangaroo who hops along, but just to just to uh, fit the stereotype, you've also got a, a boxing gloves on, so you can whack a sucker if necessary. Um, the the controls on this are uh, are sort of interesting. You you use up down left right to move, including up for jump, your favorite boat, and then you have a but the button punches. That's the only thing the button does. And so your job is to navigate these uh, various screens to get up and rescue your baby. Now, having played the arcade version, the arcade version is uh, uh, very attractive, I thought, both. Uh, and the mama looks good. There's there's detail there. And the, the Atari version, it, while not as detailed, captures the majority of what you would want from the arcade version. Yeah, I mean, this is one of these games. I've played Kangaroo on the Atari 8-bit approximately two billion times you know i've played this game forever so you played this quite a bit before the show you oh yeah oh yeah this yeah. was one of the games that i played over and over again when i was a kid yeah. um i had forgotten just how good the uh the arcade version looked this is another one sort of like popeye where when you play the home computer version long enough you start <laughs> to think that it looks identical to the arcade and then you go back and you yeah. play the arcade the kangaroo especially the mama kangaroo Really has very a lot, yeah, very detailed in the arcade version. However, that's really immaterial to the gameplay itself, which, you know, the, the Atari 8-bit version has in spades. Right. It boils it. These games, just like the 2600 version, they boil these games down to their essence. 
you know, and you, I mean, you're not going to get a lot of fur. That you're getting more than the uh, than the, the Atari. Yeah, at least you're at least you're getting colors. The, the, the twenty six hundred version is basically just yellow, a yellow like ladder yeah. and platform zone with a blue background. This this mimics the arcade. I would say this is probably I'd say sixty percent of the graphical fidelity of the arcade versus the Atari twenty six hundred version is about ten. Yeah, but they they both have a, the same gameplay elements. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they for the most part now. Uh, so you've got several things in this thing. That one thing, uh, I'll, there's a this game has a little bit in common with Puyan in, in the fact that there are trees or things that the monkeys can crawl up and down. And they're throwing stuff at you. So you're, aside from the fact that you're on your way up the uh, uh, the the uh, platforms to rescue your baby uh, for most levels, there's one level that's sort of an anomalous level, which we'll get to. Uh, uh, the the monkeys will crawl up and down and they will throw apples at you, and sometimes they'll even throw them from the top. So there are multiple monkeys. Now you've got if the and depending on how often you've played this and you sort of know how this game goes, there's the monkey at the top of the screen on the first level, for example, it reminds me a lot of Jumpman. He's gonna throw that apple at wherever you're at when he's ready to throw it. That's where he's gonna throw it. Right. Uh, so if you actually hold up, he'll throw it to where you're not. You can sort of keep going. There are tricks like that, stuff you learn after you play it for a while. Uh, the, uh, the of course you always want to run over and punch monkeys, but often I've found both that punching the monkeys is a bad idea. Well, uh, you, except for the one level you, where you have to punch you have them to you have to factor in the time that it takes for you to roll yourself over there and punch the monkey and then get yourself back. It takes correct. a lot of time away. Yeah, that's correct. Now, uh, I, I you know this this game has one element that uh, and that's the jump element that separates from the men from the boys, mm -hmm. Bode. I watched many a man play this in the arcade, including, including myself, that couldn't make several of these jumps. Uh, the jumps on this are, so I'm not going to say pixel perfect, but close, and you have to uh, get the jump right or you die, and you can die over and over and over and look like a jerk. Right. Uh, this game, having up for jump, makes it more difficult. It's funny, just as an experiment, but I loaded up my emulator on this, and I mapped up as a button. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did a thousand times better like that because I didn't have to have the joystick involved in jumping. Right. Uh, this is a game, uh, of course, by doing that, you sort of take away a fundamental part of the well, game. Well, you know, you, is, I've always said that, you know, up for jump is, 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 is one of those things that is, it's, it's a, it's a learned skill that once you cross over to having button for jump, it's hard to go back to. Right, and it, but this game, even in the arcade, had up for jump. So yeah. it's not like yeah. you got screwed. Right, uh, you had to, you had to hit up for jump, and that and that increases the difficulty of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in my opinion, wouldn't you agree with that? Absolutely. I had the most luck. I played this on a variety of of platforms and a variety of emulators. So I, of course, I've played this a, a bunch of times on the uh, uh, the original eight bit machine. Me um, too. Yeah. But. Uh, I was playing the 5200 version on an emulator with an Xbox 360 controller. Yeah. And I found I did too. <laughs> and I found that using the thumbstick analog uh yes. with the up for jump it wasn't so bad cuz you could just kind of swing your thumb up and, and yes. it, 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 that helps some. I agree with you on that fully. I did the exact same thing. I, I loaded the 5200 version just to try it on an emulator and I had the same exact uh thought. I used the I, I and also, like I said, I did try uh, mapping up for a button, and that worked too. Uh, worked to help, but yes, uh, the, the this is one game where an analog stick actually helped me quite a bit, which is unusual in these old games. Um, the game has really uh, catchy tunes. Mm -hmm. uh, music is good, and the Atari does a good job. You got your old, you got your old Susanna. Uh, yeah, you've got, lots of old Susanna. You got your um, your Winchester. 
uh, Winchester uh, chimes is immortalized in the classic British rhyme, apples and oranges, uh, Winchester chimes, St. Martin's Church, etc. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, uh, this game on my version defaulted toward the advanced level, which I played mostly the advanced. Uh, the basic level doesn't start out with the monkey at the top of the screen. The advanced one does. Uh, and so I played mo mo most of the time I played on advanced. I have played this game quite a bit. I'm a decent hand at it, both. Mm -hmm. uh, from back, I mostly played the arcade version. I'll admit that. But this is this this is close enough to where I my skills translated over. Uh, occasionally, you'll come across a, a, the uh, uh, the uh, um, a monkey you can punch or the ape you can punch. Oh, like you said, know, actually, we should talk about one thing that's missing, one major element that's missing from the Atari 8-bit game that's in the uh, arcade version. The big guy. The big ape. Yeah. Yeah, the big guy. You, he's not here. Yeah. The big guy with so, the punching gloves. Yeah, so the, the, the big ape is actually, I guess, his, his canonical name. He looks sort of like Grape Ape. Are you familiar with Grape Ape, Aaron? He's not. All apes look like grape ape, except he's not grape. Listen, he looks like grape ape, and he takes your boxing glove away. He takes away your offensive capabilities. I've always he, hated I've grape never, ape. Well, I, I never in the arcade. I never tangled with him, mm -hmm. and of course, that's not a problem in the home version. Uh, but uh, uh, I never fight anybody if I can help it, unless there's somebody that's just an, an obvious target. I always flee uh, on this on these games. Now, uh, I should mention that there's a bell in these levels. If you ring the bell, and you can sing that song at your, at your leisure, a disco classic mm -hmm. boat. You know, I do. I, I love it. Bell. Uh, um, they will, it will have mystery fruit appear, mm -hmm. and the mystery fruit will, uh, is worth points. And if you ring it a couple times, you can get, like, honeycombs and stuff to appear that's worth more points. I believe the first time you ring it, the fruit's worth 200. And I think if you ring it again... And you've collected some of the fruit. You it can go up to like eight hundred. Yeah. And after now, that, I don't know how far. It goes. This is the this is one of the parts of the game that I think is actually this is sort of analogous to the bucket in the first level of Popeye, where it's almost useless because this game is so hard. There, you'd have to be an excellent hand to try and press for points at this game to ring the bell and then go back down the ladders and recollect the fruit. I never you have I, a lot of hooks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never, I've never wanted to do that nor had the desire to do that because once you get up to those upper platforms, you've worked hard to get there. Well, I, I would go on the first level to do it because I was, I felt like I was pretty comfortable with getting up there. But now, one thing you've got to consider, much like Donkey Kong. Uh, there's a time limit rolling, and so the longer you take to get to your baby, first of all, do you think about the mor how morbid that is? <laughs> there's a time limit to get your baby. Your baby has been held captive by monkeys. It's got a mask on, but your kangaroo mama takes the time to go and get more food. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I'll get to the baby later. He's okay. Well, it's like how pa it's like it's like how Pauline must feel if she sees Mario going to town with that stupid hammer, you know. <laughs> Right, but he's but the thing is in that game he's picking up stuff that belongs to her. Mm. This is different. This is like your kids being held captive and you stop by Walmart to go grocery shopping yeah, on the way to I guess pick them I, up. I guess you're right. You know, and so there's there's something to be said, but still for point pushing, ringing a bell is sort of a sort of a big deal. Now, which talk about the second level of this which is the what I call the freak level. Uh the, this level has a stack of monkeys holding a platform with your baby on it. And your object is to go beat the tar out of these suckers mm -hmm. and 
one at a time until you get the platform to where you could get hold of the baby. This is just like, what's the game where you beat up the car is the uh, mini game? <laughs> the Street Fighter. Yeah. Street Fighter 2, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. Is that what that is? It's very similar. I didn't, I didn't make that. I didn't make the comparison there. You just punch these guys. Of course, while you're punching monkeys, other monkeys are throwing crap at you because that's what monkeys do, mm. you know. And then you, so you're, you've got to avoid it, and then you got to keep punching. Eventually, you get to the point. Now you can actually go up platforms to try to get instead of doing this. But I always just punch the monkeys until the, the until the uh, until these until guys it drops uh, down to yeah, you can jump that's up third, there. That's the third level. Right, it is the second level. I should mention there's a, on the second level. There's what I like to call the jump of death. That this truly separates people that know how to play this game from suckers. And this is the jump that you have to make with a diagonal long jump. It's the first one you come to in the game. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to play this game, you always die there. Absolutely. I've seen, I'll watch people in the arcade. I would just sit back and watch and bam, die, die, die. You have to time this perfectly. And I will say the home version of this is just as difficult. You have to time the jump perfectly to get across to 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 the next level and you there are several there are a couple of these jumps of death on the on that second level uh like i said the third level is the is the monkey column and the fourth level is more more you know platforming uh i like this game overall boat i've always enjoyed it i've never been great at it but i've been good enough to be dangerous you know it's it's this is a more depressing game to me than than puyan i don't know why because they're sort of the same, you know, in a lot of ways in terms of the storyline, you know. Uh, but this game, I don't know. It always feel bad when the mama gets killed. She careens off the platform and she's she's flailing. flailing. Yeah, it looks so sad. Mm-hmm. You just like you feel so bad about that, you know. And so, I, I this is a game that has, it gets, strikes a weird chord for me. You know, I know that you, you you sort of gave a big spiel at the beginning about this. You know, people comparing this to Donkey Kong. I yeah. think that this game deserves being called a Donkey Kong clone more than most because you are an essentially you are essentially doing the same thing where you have a captive at the top of the screen. You're trying to reach the top of the screen by negotiating a series of platforms. Um, this is. I don't know. To me, the game is. Um, I think it's easier than Donkey Kong, even in its arcade version. I like the fact that the monkeys are uh, that they maneuver up and down the screen the way that they do, rather than the sort of you know I'm 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 going to make I'm setting up comparisons to Donkey Kong here. Um, I like the way that the, the monkeys sort of maneuver themselves in a uh, organic way. They act like monkeys act versus you, when you have the the fireballs and the oil barrels. They just sort of move around randomly. Um, do I think that this is a better game than Donkey Kong? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Uh, yeah, I, I know that I know that you're you're shocked by this because you love Donkey Kong. I'm shocked by this. But I love. I think the thing that I like about this game is that you have an offensive weapon that stays with you at all time. When you are Jumpman and Donkey Kong, um, you are defenseless. You know, and, well, I mean, it can be up to 100 percent of the time. You, you're not forced to ever grab a hammer. In this game, you have a way to fight back, and I like games that that give you at least an offensive weapon. I will say that the the level design in this game is very odd. The the the, the third level in particular is just weird. Um, I understand that they were trying to probably mix it up a little bit, but it, it is weird. It is weird. 
I th- a little of the side is 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 uh, what I would call remedial. Yeah, mode. yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll agree with you. you I, think about that when you come to, when you come to compare this to Donkey Kong. I mean, the level design this 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 is nowhere in the same galaxy as the level design of Donkey Kong. Plus, there's not a uh, there's not a uh, awesome ending like Donkey Kong where you actually vanquish your foe at the end. You actually in this just sort of what are your kids doing? Just repeatedly getting kidnapped? These kids are idiots. At least when you go to rescue Pauline at the end, you, there's some closure. Yeah, I mean, this game definitely does not have the level of polish that, that Donkey Kong yeah. has, even in its arcade version. Um, but I enjoy playing this game more than Donkey Kong. I'll say it straight up. I do. I have a, I have a better time playing Kangaroo than I do Donkey Kong. I think, well, I'm part of that's because you're better at this, I'd wager. That has a lot to do with it, I'm sure. I don't think this is easier, though. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm really good at Donkey Kong and not great at this, so I would say. I do like, again, I don't think, uh, yes, yes, there are some similarities. But the monkeys, I think, are interesting uh, in this. I like monkeys, number one, mm-hmm. in games. I just like monkeys. I like the fact that these monkeys kidnap this kangaroo. That in itself is, I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. Where's the cutscene with that? And then... You've got monkeys that are just trying to screw with you. That's all they're doing. That's, I don't think the monkeys are going to hurt the baby. They're just screwing with you. You know, they throw stuff. They I like the way they move. You know, I do like in the arcade with the big monkey. I mean, although I, I never fight him if I can help him, mm-hmm. but usually it's right your way. Why do you think they um, didn't include Big Ape in this? Um, hmm. Well, who could say? Yeah. Graphic reasons it could be a limitation of the system but i mean yeah i it, it seems I like an automation maybe i just i just i never saw him but i didn't know he wasn't it, here it might be because big ape on his own i mean i found playing the arcade game that big ape was pretty easy to avoid he wasn't exactly a bluto you know where he was constantly in your neat. face no, yeah no he's not like bluto i will say if you compare this to like popeye uh, uh popeye had sort of real simple levels as well except for the second level mm-hmm. but uh, uh um uh, I think Popeye's got a lot more character than this, but this has this. Listen, I like I said, I compare this closely to Pugan in terms of because the, the story's the same. It's a it's another classic game from the era of classic games. That's the problem with Kangaroo. How's this thing going to stand out when it, all the luminaries, all those all the games released at that time were so awesome? Yeah, you know, eighty one, eighty two, mm-hmm. and I remember playing this in the arcade, and this was people played it. So it's not like this thing was a dud. When I looked at how many systems this had been released on, I was stunned. How did this not get released on more systems? It's not a graphically difficult. Well, the, it's not super advanced. It makes me wonder why people didn't want to play the it. Only, you know? The only thing I can think of is that, you know, this was released in 82. In 83, there was the crash, you know. And, and, when, they, yeah. and, and when Nintendo came along, they had plenty of arcade luminaries to pump. You know, they didn't, they didn't need to go begging Sun to give them a license to put this on the Famicom. I think this is just graphically simple enough to where it didn't appeal to the uh, ad- advancing consoles. Mm-hmm. And you're right; it may have fallen in that little that little uh, uh, crease where it was it where the crash killed it for the eight bits, and so and then the lack of advancement killed it for the sixteen bits. Plus, Nintendo had Donkey Kong. Why do they need the Donkey Kong? You know, the alleged Donkey Kong knockoff. They didn't need that, right, I guess. Right. You know, and but you'd think, and Atari put it out, but even Atari did abandon this thing pretty early. It is insane to me. Two versions, it's insane you know, to me that, that, that this doesn't have. Now, have you ever, I mean, surely there's got to be a Coco clone of this game. This seems like a game that screams for a Coco clone. Well, I don't know if Curtis is still in here, but I can't think of a of a kangaroo ripoff uh, or a clone of this. I can't think of one. I mean, uh, I would call. I mean, it even you can call it Joey. 
You know, it's a perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, you, listen. Hey, you're you're good to go. Write this sucker. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't remember one. Mm-hmm. You know. I, but overall, just to sum up, is this what I go back to? No. Is it one that I play occasionally and have uh, 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 some affection for? Yes. And I thought this was, they, did a, they did an admirable job porting this over. Uh, whether the strawberries were pink, purple, or red, it didn't matter to me. But I will say, having played the 5200 version of this and played the uh, uh, the 8-bit version, they're exactly the same. I, I, you know, I would personally play the 8-bit version just because you'd get better joysticks. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want the truth. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the way to go. Now, uh, I did get a, a a score, a review score on this. Believe it or not, boat someone scored this uh, in '82. November of 82, Arcade Express gave the arcade version this 8 out of 10, and then they followed up in 83 and give and gave the same score to, or excuse me, 84. They gave the same score to this. Uh, this was awarded the 1984 Best Arcade to Home Video Game Translation at the 5th Annual Arky Awards. You know, we love the Arky. I do love the Arkies. And the judges noted that all aspects of the game look and play as a virtual duplicate of the arcade version so there you go wow high praise indeed yeah oh one last thing i should mention remember the old and i saw this on the wiki and i had to mention it because i thought it was amusing remember the old saturday morning supercade i know this is before your time but i remember it it's where they had the video games and on saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. uh do you remember saturday morning cartoons by the way it's been a while hey, that, it's been a long time were those a thing when you were growing oh, up? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to realize that it wasn't really, I would say, until the advent of things like Cartoon Network, where you had a station that literally played cartoons all day, and that wasn't until the yeah. late 90s. I mean, when I was a kid, Saturday morning, you'd get up at like 6 a.m., mm-hmm. and it was cartoons all day, and that was the only time you saw cartoons. Right. That was it. Right. It's a foreign concept now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, the, the the Saturday Super K was where they had the arcade games that got cartoons. Uh, uh, this game was good enough or big enough deal to where this game got a cartoon. Uh, the cartoon, uh, this the Kangaroo and Space Ace, according to Wiki, replaced Pitfall Harry, Frogger, and Donkey Kong Jr. in the Saturday uh, CBS Saturday Super K. Uh, the cartoon revolved around the kangaroos Katie and Joey. There you go, Joey who live in a zoo ran by a zookeeper named Mr. Friendly. And it's, and it's never been released uh, for home consumption. So uh, I, it's funny, uh, if to look back at the Saturday Supercades, uh, every game that they put on there had to have been of some uh, uh, popularity. And I would say if you look at all the games on there, uh, this game would rate somewhere near the bottom uh, alongside Space Ace and Donkey Kong Jr. as the games... If you think about the games that were released on there, those games are sort of kind of at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say this was a... Is this a bigger deal than Donkey Kong Jr.? Well, you have to look at... the. You have to go beyond the game. You know, like, if, okay. you, if, you're, if you're doing cartoons, having a kangaroo, a, a cartoon kangaroo, that's attractive to kids. Kids love kangaroos. You I know? agree. Kids, there's there's tons of like space ace type people out there in a variety of roles. I can see why they dropped space ace in favor of an anthropomorphic uh, kangaroo. No, space sure. ace was came in with this. Oh, guy. it came in with them. They dropped pitfall. Let's see, they dropped pitfall Harry. Pitfall Harry's Frog, yeah, pitfall Harry is kind of a dweeb. You don't want pitfall, pitfall Harry. Harry. That was a good cartoon. I used to watch I that. I don't know about that. Come on, man. Yeah, that shows you that this game had some popularity. Yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Uh, 
That Saturday Super K was garbage, hot garbage. <laughs> I used to watch it and just be disgusted at all of it. And when it did the Dragon Slayer cartoon, I was absolutely disgusted. I was like, this doesn't look like the arcade at all. This looks like some hacks drew it. Right. And they did. Right. Horrible. Well, uh, oh, I should mention, uh, I looked at some on eBay, uh, Boatster, and I could not find anyone selling or have bought this anytime recently on the 8-bit. Well, the the only way that it is available is through that APX disc, which I imagine is, is extensionally rare. So. 8 out of 10. Did we get any discords on this, book? We did not get any discord reviews this week. I will remind our, our fine uh, Patreons of any of the shows on Amigos Retro Gaming that you are free to leave us a review in the 1200XL Reviews channel, and we'll be happy to read it on the next edition of the show. I think people are hesitant to play some of these old 8-bit Atari games, especially a game like Kangaroo, but I, would, I really would urge, and maybe they think it's just passe, I really would urge you to give it a shot. Uh, sometimes you find a real hidden gem, and I think this game is a perfect example of an 8-bit Atari game that probably doesn't get talked about that much. But, I mean, uh, now, granted, it was a 5200 you know, clone, but like boats, they're basically the same system. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a lot of there's a lot here to enjoy. And if you haven't played this, uh, uh, this is one I would put on your on your radar to get, just to give a shot. But I think it's uh, th there's a lot of crap out there for the eight bits. There's a lot of good stuff, and this was definitely on the on the good stuff side. Absolutely, hundred percent. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank all the fine folks that are watching us live on Twitch right now. We do record twelve hundred XL uh, on Fridays on Twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. You can join the party like Polyester Links, Edvin Helen, Picard twenty ten, uh, Mitsuyama, uh, Barkbit, Pixels at Dawn doing a fantastic job modding in the chat room. Um, Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us late at night in Europe, if you are with us from across the pond, as it were. Stay awake. And uh, we will be back uh, next month with another edition 